0: I think in the beginning, I felt like I was trying to be a writer <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to being myself.
1: Welcome to You Should Write a Book About That. I'm your host, Kim O'Hara, a book coach with a story inside, and I am interviewing fascinating people from all walks of life with a story to tell. Do these folks have a best selling book in them? Stick around and find out. Today, I am thrilled to be talking about health, resilience, and career pivoting with Amy Powers. Today, she's freer and happier than she's ever been because she shed all this self defeating crap we carry around as women. Skin health radiance comes from inside, and you can put all the eyelashes and lipstick on you you want, but if your inner self is not feeling touched and honored, It shows in how we present ourselves and take on the world. We're also going to talk about her book that'll come out in 2021, which I was fortunate enough to navigate with her, as well as her touchstone profession and health and wellness. It's so good to have you here, Amy. Thank you so much, Kim. So let's talk about Ivy League for a minute, Harvard and Columbia. You're a graduate and you passed the bar to become a lawyer. What was the catalyst to move on from lawyer with an Ivy League pedigree
0: to songwriter? The catalyst in the first instance from, from doing the thing that I thought I was supposed to do to doing something that I actually had fallen in love with doing was really illness, which is uh, was surprising to me. But I took it as a sign. So I had gone and done all of this uh, very heavy-duty Education. I did do law school at uh, Harvard and got my MBA at Columbia. And I had revved up for this very type A kind of career at a major law firm in New York. But as soon as I got there, my body told me something was terribly wrong. I mean, literally my body shut down within maybe a month. Mm. And for the first time ever, I was forced to listen to my body because I had, I got chronic fatigue syndrome. And if any, any of your listeners have ever heard of that or experienced it, they know that you don't have any energy to do anything. You can hardly get out of bed.
1: Wow! And
0: that's how it was for a few months with me. And I was very lucky to have some great Eastern and Western combo doctors who helped me basically through nutrition really come through that. And that was my first literal taste of that, of, of how things could uh, be affected by nutrition. However, during that time, while I was recovering, someone suggested that just for fun, while I was lying around, I might uh, enjoy writing a song. Just for fun. Just for fun. Well, they had seen some parodies that I had written while I was in business school and law school. I always used to write these little parodies just to keep myself amused, I guess, because I wasn't that enthralled with what I was learning. (laughs) I learned a lot, but it wasn't really my thing. I could just do it. But when it came to the rhymes and the playing with words and all this stuff, I just lit up. So the first time that I tried to actually literally write a song, I went into a trance for three hours. And when I woke up from the trance, there was a song on the page. And I knew that my life had changed entirely. And whatever this was, I had to do this. So it was a a big spiritual knock on the head. That's beautiful. And you went on to
1: be Emmy nominated and write songs for artists like Barbara Streisand. <laughs> and then you changed again, right? Yeah. So then you changed again, and, and, and landed where you are now with, you know, as a health and wellness and financial
0: empowerment coach. Yes. Tell yeah. us that change. <laughs> okay, so let's see. When I was a lawyer, um, I loved the money that I was making, because it was you know it was Wall Street um, before two thousand And it was nice, right, so yeah. uh, I love the money, but I hated the work, so we knew that was bad when I was a songwriter. I loved the work, but what I hated was the worry, and I became very familiar with what it feels like to be a freelancer mm-hmm. and how that is not predictable and I married a freelancer, as you know my husband 's a freelance film producer, so you know, two of those in a household with kids, that can start to get really stressful. And um, around 10 years ago, when the economy crashed, sort of like it has now, but for different reasons, right, the the music business went into a tailspin, because everything was going online, but nobody had figured out how to monetize it. And that put me in a, a really crazy space. I mean, I was almost 50 years old. And all of a sudden, I was trying to figure it out on a different level. And I I sort of saw what was coming down the pike for the next few years. And I thought, this is pretty crazy. No matter what I do, I can't control what's going to happen in my industry. And just around that time, someone in the music business introduced me to uh, a fabulous music publisher that she knew who was starting a second business and asked me if I wanted to talk to them. And I thought it was going to be a music business, but it didn't turn out to be. It turned out to be this health and wellness business online. So I found a way to come into the online space from a more empowered point of view.
1: And the irony is, is in the middle of all that, you still had a play go up Dr. Chivago, right?
0: (laughs) On Broadway, right.
1: On Broadway, (laughs) it's like it, it never,
0: it didn't dry up. You just took care of reality? Well, everybody has to, you have to figure it out. That's part of what we're doing here on the planet is to, to be responsible, right. And generate. So I wasn't about to give up the thing that I loved, which was songwriting at the time. I was so still involved with that, but I also knew that I had a family to raise and that would be completely out of the realm for me to just say, well, you know, I'll I'll take what comes. So I actually did them both.
1: And, and through the process of being involved with this company, you were able to heal many parts of yourself with your autoimmune disorder, Hashimoto's. I had no idea you had epilepsy. So, oh, I so no. I, I, I had no idea. So like, I'm not saying that, you know, that this is a replacement for medical, but I'm just saying no. that it made the bad days better, right? When you started to actually clean up your own self through showing other people how to clean
0: up their insides. Right. So what happened was the company that I was introduced to just happened to be the company with the largest catalog of vegan toxin-free products uh, online in the world, in the space of network marketing, which is what I wrote my book about it and what, what I decided to invest in as a business for myself. So the products that were being offered were all super clean and that helped me. Um, I'm not saying, as you said, I'm not a doctor and we're not a medical company, but the fact that I was suddenly taking a different kind of responsibility for my own body by only putting into it things that were clean, that was fantastic. Right. And the other thing that it allowed me to do was to take the time to heal myself because I, in, in this kind of profession, you can choose your own hours. So I knew I, I could just decide when I was going to work. And if I needed to rest, I could rest. And that was really important. Also, this, taking the stress off of the financial question mark and starting to build a business in a really thriving sector online that helped too, I have to say. Less stress, you know, more money, less stress. And it was a, a virtuous cycle. More oh, work-life balance too. And now, mm-hmm.
1: you know, you get to see men and women who are getting laid off from oh. big companies. They're able to have a choice. Like they don't have to go necessarily and like work at McDonald's, right? <laughs> like there's actually a viable opportunity here, right?
0: You know, oh, of course. So look, a lot of people do network marketing or we now call it social marketing businesses. They do them as a small side thing. Most people who join companies uh, like mine do this as you know, an add-on uh, uh, for a little, but you can, if you want to, create something significant.
1: And this Ivy League perspective which i love um in your book you Mm -hmm. give a whole bunch of tips a whole bunch of tips on how to be successful in running this kind of business what do you see based on those tips that people do the least of that they should do the most of being an entrepreneur is really hard. <laughs> you, you know, you've got to do everything, especially as a small business entrepreneur. One minute you're thinking big picture strategy and how to get your brand out there more. And the next minute you're running to the post office. That was our amazing guest, Stephanie Morimoto, CEO of Asutra, soon to be found in all Target stores. Check out her episode on You Should Write a Book About That.
0: I think the answer, Kim, is to be open-minded about what's possible. I find that um, it's really interesting because in this business, in order to be successful, you need to talk to a lot of people and and reach out to a lot of people. And what I have found is that there are a lot of people who have limitations in their understanding of what's possible in their lives, what's possible for their uh, for their choices in the world. And the limitations are based on things that might have been hearsay 20 years ago.
1: It sounds to me like what you're saying is, be curious about having conversations
0: and have lots of conversations. There's no get rich quick, right? If somebody tells you that they have an answer for you that's going to fix all of your issues in a, a day, a week, a month, that's not real.
1: So we talk about books, obviously, on this show, and two years ago, you decided to do a sober year. Yeah. And on the eve of that year, you woke up and said, I have to write this book. What scared you the most about entering that process?
0: Oh, that's a great question. Um, I think I was more excited than scared when I first understood that I needed to write the book by the way, and it was immediate that I knew it. The first day, it was after New Year's Eve, when I didn't have any champagne on New Year's Eve, I woke up the next morning with this title in my head and the knowledge that I had to do this book. I think what was scary was that I had never been this sort of a writer before. And things in my mind, I had a lot of ideas, but they were not organized. And it wasn't actually until... I entrusted you with (laughs) helping me in this process that I got any ease at all. And the only reason that I trusted you was I had known you before and I've been watching you in this amazing shift that you'd made from film producing to book coaching. I think life is a lot about about trust and allowing yourself um, to really take a leap. And that's what writing has felt like to me. And
1: we've been through the fire together. I mean, I know that that you struggled for a while with finding your voice, which, by the way, is common to everybody in first drafts, right? Mm -hmm. But besides me telling you, it's okay, it's okay, it's a first draft, you had to come to your own realizations. Like, I watched you change so much as a writer from the first Mm -hmm. draft to the third draft where you just were so much more confident about the wit and the delivery and the way that you were owning what
0: you were writing about. Did you feel that change? Thousand percent. I think in the beginning, I felt like I was trying to be a writer (laughs) as opposed to (laughs) being myself and happening to write. Yes. That's the the entire shift. That's so beautiful. Yeah, it got so fun after the first draft, right? When I finally landed on that thing that you helped me understand, which was that people just want to hear your actual story. People just want to learn from what you know. You don't have to be anybody else. Right. Right.
1: It's so true. And then really capitalizing on your Ivy League network marketing, no degree required. Tips and there's so many of them and they're so good, right? And but they were they were hidden, they were like hidden for a long time. They were like stuffed in the book and all these different like crevices. It was like filling up the holes and like you know the attic, right? And so we finally (laughs) were like, let's bring those down to like the 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 living room where everybody can like hang out with them, and it was it was it was a lot, and I
0: think you got overwhelmed because you had so much knowledge. I realized I had so much to say that I already know what my next book is. <laughs> so great. I already have it. It's in the outtakes from this book. And also you helped me see that I could let go and trust that things would be appearing in the right places at the right time in the book. You know, it's all, it all comes back to trust. I think, you know, the coaching process is imperative. I don't think that people can really write a book alone, speaking to themselves, I think you really need someone to play off of. And the, you know, the more uh, high level the person is you're working with, the more fun it becomes. At least that's what I've been experiencing with you. Thank you. Thank you. And I think that's very
1: metaphorical, though, for your business as well, isn't it? I think
0: it's metaphorical for life,
1: for everything. I mean, you need to be able to have a level of trust for something you're jumping into you have to have a willingness to jump a little bit and then mm-hmm. you know find your partners in crime per se that <laughs> you're going to go to that next level with because we all sort of want to go to that that next level and and we're going to be in 2021 kind of fresh in it when this interview comes out and people are going to have a lot of change people are going to be like what the hell will we come out of this right
0: a lot of us have absorbed a lot of negativity,
1: mm. emotionally,
0: physically, during uh, the last year, 2020. And in 2021, what we're going to want to do is reboot, refresh, release.
1: Love that. Reboot, refresh, release. The three R's.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. So, obviously you know, that's part of what my company does. We run these programs where people can do a month long uh, whole body reboot and it is body mind, you know, all, all together. I mean, we, inside, outside, there's not really that much difference what you do on one side shows up on the other. Right. Mm-hmm. But also mm-hmm. um, we need to release ourselves. I think from restrictions that only we have put on ourselves restrictions as to what we're, worth what we can do while we're on this earth, all these things, you know, there's a, I have a lot of enthusiasm and excitement about what's coming next. And I think that people need to allow themselves to feel huge possibility.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, I agree with that. Each of
1: us. I agree with that. So everybody go out and buy Amy's book. We will hopefully have the link in the show notes by the time this comes out. If not, tune back in because we will put it up in the show notes. Eventually, you will be able to find the book here. And it's just been absolutely wonderful spending this time
0: talking with you, Amy. Thank you so much. Back at you. Thanks so much, Kim.
1: You've been listening to You Should Write a Book About That. If you enjoyed our episode, tell a friend to listen, subscribe or review on iTunes, Stitcher, CastBox, Spotify, and Pandora, or wherever you listen to podcasts.